0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Oh reading from the holy gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not. But afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered the first. Jesus said to them, amen. I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, You did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The gospel of the Lord. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. Last week, the line of repetition was, that's not fair. That line that kids can say to their parents and that we often say to God. And in the first reading today from Ezekiel, we have... God's rebuttal. You say my ways are not fair. Is it not rather your ways that are not fair? Jesus continues this discourse of teachings that make it feel like God isn't fair. You mean them? You mean you're going to bless them in this life and you're going to draw them into heaven? Anyone but them. When Jesus spoke those words, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God. That's about as low as you could go in their society. No, 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 no. You don't understand, Jesus. Those are the bad ones. Where are the good ones. He's talking to the religious leaders, especially. And he said he's saying, you don't get it. It's not about where they've been. It's about the fact that they recognize the truth of the gospel, and they say, I'm done, I'm leaving these sins of my past behind, and I embrace Jesus' mercy. Today is the feast day of St. Therese, as I said, and one of the hallmarks of St. Therese's spirituality that has influenced millions and millions of people, including myself, is this absolute confidence in Jesus' mercy. She said, if I were to commit all of the sins of the whole world, It'd be like a drop of water thrown into the fiery furnace of Jesus's love. Amazing. Amazing. I've been reading this book that I mentioned last week as well by Robbie Dawkins called Do What Jesus Did. Again, he is a Protestant, so I don't think we agree theologically on some of the things that he shares, but his stories are very inspiring. And this story that he shared about a dream, like a literal dream that he had, was very convicting to me, and I just want to share that with you. A prophetic dream. So again, it's a dream, it's a little bit strange, but I think there's powerful meaning in it. He, in this dream, he's in his church, and there's 800 people, just jam-packed. But instead of the usual suspects, it's all of those that would have been considered the biggest sinners of the community. And not only are they present, they're actually committing whatever sin they're known for in the pews of the church. And Robbie says he's horrified. Lord, what are they doing here? Get them out of here. That's so inappropriate. And God is next to him and he says, well, I invited them to come. They're here because I asked them to be. And Robbie's having a hard time with this. It's like, Lord, I don't know if I can accept this. And then God says to him, well, maybe you need to go. So he steps out of the church. And again, this is where it gets a little bit strange. There's a railroad track and there's an old man on the railroad track laying down. And there's a train coming down the track. The man isn't meant to mean someone literally, but figuratively. The old man the old way of thinking before encountering jesus and his upside down way of approaching things and this train hurdles and indeed presumably kills the old man but as the train is passing he grabs the train and is able to pull himself up and get inside of the train and all of a sudden he finds himself back in the church the train's name is the move of god the move of god God is coming and he's doing something new. He comes back into the church and then he hears God's invitation preach to them. And he begins to preach the good news that we heard a little bit of in this second reading from Philippians. The fact that God would humble himself so much to become a man and take upon himself all of the repercussions of our sin and offer the most perfect offering back to the father out of love so that he could bring us healing and forgiveness. To bring peace to our anxious hearts. To bring joy in so much sadness and discouragement. He's preaching this gospel. And at the end he says, who of you want that? Who of you want what God has to offer? And they all say, yes, me, please. I want more of that. And so then he begins to pray for them. To pray for their healing. To pray that God would move powerfully in their midst. And one by one, people experience the love of God that heals them in their mind, body, and soul. And this is where the dream gets very beautiful. These people go out of the church and they find the people that they care about, that they know are also suffering in the ways that they were. And they bring them back into the church so that they can experience the healing that comes from experiencing Jesus's love. I think this has everything to do with what the church ought to be. In fact, 10 years ago, Pope Francis gave a famous interview and he said, pay attention, the thing that the church needs most today, wouldn't you be interested to know what the church needs most today? It's this, the ability to heal wounds and to warm the hearts of the faithful. It needs nearness proximity. I see the church as a field hospital after battle. That's the line that's been repeated over and over again. I see the church as a field hospital after battle. Isn't it beautiful when we come to church, the very first thing we do, rather than thinking about how amazing we are, we begin by confessing our sins and saying, Lord, I am wounded and I've self-inflicted wounds. I've inflicted wounds on others and in my relationship with you, God, I need healing. I need forgiveness. The church isn't so much a place of thinking that we're better than other people, but the church is precisely the place where we ought to go when we realize how broken we are. How would we feel if the people that we kind of dismiss off in the periphery, how would we feel if they were next to us in the pews? Lord, anyone but them. Any group but that one. But it's precisely the people that we easily dismiss that Jesus has a special heart for. Wouldn't it be amazing? Can you imagine this parish community or the Catholic Church in general being a place where people know, even outside of Catholic circles, this is the place you need to go to receive healing? You're struggling with anxiety. You're struggling with depression. You're struggling with addiction. You're struggling with a broken marriage, a broken relationship with your kids, broken friendships. Whatever brokenness you're experiencing, come to the Catholic Church. You will find healing there. You will find the love of God incarnate in those that are there. You will find the love of God in the Eucharist and in confession You will find and this is my hope and my desire is that we all can grow in our capacity to listen to someone in their struggles and to say, can I pray for you right now and to invite the love of Jesus. And this is what Robbie Dawkins book is a story after story of him just with boldness and conviction and faith. Father, I ask you to come and to show your love for this, your son and daughter right now. Fill them, flood them with the awareness of your love and beautiful things take place. If only we have the faith to believe and to try it. Father, let your love come down upon them. And all the times that I've prayed for people and I need to pray for people more than I do still. I've never at the end of that experience had them say, I'm so offended That you would offer a prayer for me. I'm so offended that you would ask God to love me. I'm so upset by this prayer that you've offered. Every single time there is this sense of, wow, thanks. They might not know or understand, or maybe there's tears of gratitude. The church is meant to be a place of healing, and we can't become a place of healing until our hearts have experienced the healing of Jesus. Isn't it beautiful? Again, the Mass is all set up for this. Before we receive the Eucharist, which is Jesus himself, who is the divine physician, the first thing that we say before receiving him is, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Jesus wants to bring us healing. And so just let me speak a word of healing over all of us because we all have stuff. We all have wounds and we all need to experience that love of Jesus so that we can actually become evangelists of it. Not of a good idea, but of a powerful encounter with Jesus Christ. Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for your mercy that we don't deserve. Jesus, like St. Therese, we want radical confidence In your mercy, in your capacity to heal, especially those areas of darkness, I ask you, Jesus, to breathe out your Holy Spirit as you breathe upon the apostles after your resurrection. Breathe into these hearts right now that long for your peace, that long for your joy. In the name of Jesus, I lift off any accusations of the enemy, any heaviness, any areas of darkness and shame. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Be filled and flooded with the awareness of his love for you as a beloved son and as a beloved daughter in whom he is well pleased. Receive peace of mind, body and soul. Storms, be calmed, be quiet in the name of Jesus and receive peace. Receive healing through Jesus's Eucharistic presence. Receive peace through the cross of Jesus Christ that poured out his blood to bring us that healing, to bring us forgiveness. Jesus, we thank you for your healing. Please make of us vessels of your healing to a hurting world.